Welcome back to the Irish Bear Show. It is great to be back today. It's a busy day, obviously. Schedule release. We'll be kind of live later on for that. I'm joined by two of my co-hosts here today. I'm joined by Noel and I'm joined by Seth. Um, but we're not here today to talk to each other. We are here to talk to new Bears edge rusher, DeAnthony Jones, and I'm going to bring him into the chat now. DeAnthony, how are you doing, my friend? How does it feel to be a Chicago Bear it's been a long road now, everything with the draft, but none of that matters anymore. You're on the 90-man roster. How are you feeling? Uh, extremely blessed, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, went through a lot of emotions towards the end of the draft, you know what I'm saying? And uh, just thank thank God and the uh, Chicago Bears organization for uh, giving me a chance to prove myself. And, um, like you said, made it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, got signed onto that uh, 90-man roster. And it's, it's just a blessing, man. Just can't thank God anymore. Uh, just surreal feeling to be a part of an organization like the Chicago Bears with just like like I said just a such such a rich history in defense too and just just amazing man just a blessing and Anthony congratulations for signing with the Bears uh we talked a little bit offline about you know how the Bears have kind of last year this front office and this coaching staff played their rookies they got a lot of playing time and I think if you talk to a lot of fans of the Bears, they'll tell you that maybe pass rush is, is a big need. So for a young player like you, how exciting a prospect is it to come into a team that have a need in a position that you can fill, but also they're a team that have shown, you know, if you're good enough, you will play rookie UDFA. You know, we had Braxton Jones play all season. That left tackle was a fifth-round pick. Jack Sanborn, we talked about, was a UDFA. And he got, I think, six starts toward the end of the year. So for a young guy like you coming into that kind of situation, how exciting a prospect is it to maybe, you know, be able to push and get some sort of meaningful snaps next season? Uh, just great, man. You know, just that's just another blessing from God. You know what I'm saying? It's just, um, and, you know, I get to come into the league too. You know, obviously I'm a guy who would think, you know, they know I can get sacks and I believe in my ability as well. But it's just, it's great to know from, learn from guys like Rasheen uh, Green. You know, he's from California. I'm from California as well. Demarcus Walker and then uh, the Trevon Gibson, who's been there already. And just, um, it'd be a perfect situation for me. You know what I'm saying? I I, I tend to think I was a lead pass rusher, uh, pass rusher in college. And um, it's just, it, it just sets up beautifully for me. You know, whether I get in right away or not, I'll know that I can just learn from those guys who've been in the league and can show me, you know, take what I know and then combine it with theirs. And, you know, it just becomes a group after effort after that. You know what I'm saying? It's just um great feeling, man. Just, you know, obviously not, not meaning in a bad way, but, you know, someone who did, a team didn't have a lot of sacks and then, hey, man, I love getting sacks. So, you know, it's like a perfect marriage in my eyes, you know what I'm saying? So uh, just a great feeling, man. Just can't wait to get out there and, you know, sack NFL quarterbacks. That's been a, dream for mine you know just great man that's what we want to hear because we said this to you offline before the show here is that we're used to a defense that gets a lot of sacks and then you go from last year where it just didn't happen but obviously there's been an influx of talent you mentioned some of the guys that were brought in as well and like there's going to be a couple of those rookies that kind of were brought in as well some of the dbs and stuff but if you kind of go back to when you started off in your career at kind of Juco moving to Houston. I, I heard you talk about this before in a story where there were some of the coaches that wanted you to be more of an off-the-ball linebacker, but you had such a kind of urge to want to be a pass rusher and get after the quarterback, and you 
again, it kind of goes to show kind of you as kind of that mental aspect that this is what I know I can do, what I want to do going forward. What was that like for you to kind of take on, obviously, the opinion of other people, then, but then have that kind of mental fortitude that I'm like, no, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm good at and this is what I'm going to do. And then being able to prove that at Houston. Um, it was just crazy, uh, crazy going into that situation. So, um, you know, going to uh, junior college, my uh, head coach, Brett Peabody, love him to death. Best coach I've ever had so far. I'm pretty sure I love Chicago Bears head There we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> best coach I've had so far. Just loved me as a person, cared about me more than football. And I just couldn't thank him more for that. But, you know, you know, he told me, DeAnthony, you're not the tallest guy. You might run into trouble, you know, being a shorter defensive end. I know what type of player you are. I've seen your capability, but it's just, you know, I want what's best for you in your future. And, you know, I, I, I bit the bullet on that one. Um, I told him, you know what? I, I'll I'll play off the ball linebacker. I did. Um, you know, going into my last year of JUCO, uh, I think I had I had about seventy tackles, ten and a half sacks, five interceptions, and about like twenty five TFLs. Um, I played a lot off the ball, blitzing and stuff. And, you know, and it was just because you know he's he's seen people go to the next level. He knows what what people want. And just um, you know, I I bit the bullet. You know, I think in my eyes you have to listen to your coach. They've been doing it for a long time. You got to sit aside your selfish ways and what and your needs and do what's best for the team. And, um, you know, just coming into that last year, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, a lot of these schools want me to play, you know, off the ball linebacker. You know, I have no problem with it. You know, I feel like I have really good play recognition. You can watch the film. I could fly around. I did it. I did everything they needed me to do. But I'm um, just, you know, that that feeling of, of pass rushing and sacking a quarterback was just the best feeling in the world to me. You know what I'm saying? To sit there and crush the opposing team's quarterback and quote unquote the best position in the NFL. Um, I tend to think it's the pass rushers, you know what I'm saying? Defense, uh, uh, great defenses win Super Bowls and to end the game, you know what I'm saying? Got to go get the quarterback, my honest opinion. But um, yeah, it's just, you know, coming towards the end, I just thought, you know what, man? I want to be a pass rusher. I'm a bet on myself. You know what I'm saying? And that uh, that's what really got me to the University of Houston. I think University of Houston was the only school who wanted me to be a pass rusher. You know, most teams say, oh, you're a good, great linebacker, play you off the ball, you can blitz some. And I thought to myself, nah, like I, I can do this at a at a high rate, you know what I'm saying, with the best of them. And um, I took a shot on myself. Coach Brian Early, you know, he had a lot of success with guys my high 6'1", 6'2", range, you know what I'm saying, and just um, – he had really good sec uh, success with him and um, brought me there and taught me some things I didn't know. And shoot, it ended up working out for the best. You know what I'm saying? Um, what a lot of people don't know is um, I didn't play very much. So my first year, the COVID year, only got four games. You know what I'm saying? We're still learning the ropes. You know what I'm saying? So that season was just a freebie. My next season, um, I think I played in total 250 snaps and I had seven sacks and led the entire conference. Not a cocky thing, but it's just like, you know, I'm still learning a position and I feel like I can do it at a high clip. I never stop learning. I'm always trying to learn something. That's why I can't wait to get with these guys, you know, the veterans and just learn from them. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, with me, it's just, I feel like I can do even more. You know, it's not a shot to my school, but it's just like, I, I had a limited role. You know what I'm saying? That's like, I'm a team mm -hmm. guy. I know the team comes first. So, you know, I played my role and I, I did very good at it. I don't think there's a lot of people in the country that you can say, led their team or their conference in sacks as a backup, you know what I'm saying? And um, going into the next season, you know, I had to ramp it up, play defense, uh, like play a, a full game, you know, a full all-around defensive end. And um, 
I did that, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, my sack totals went up by one. You know, I feel like, not even feel, I know I'm the best in the country in college football when it came to getting the ball out. Um, and I felt like that helped me as well. And it's just some, you know, it's just everything panned out in my eyes, you know, and I still, I feel like a lot of people don't have that fresh clip like I do as well. We rotated eight men, you know, on my defensive line. And, you know what I'm saying? It's just, this is an 18 game season. So we're going to need eight guys to roll on each edge. You know, most of these young guys come in here and think, oh, I want to be the starter. I want to be this. I want to help my team any way that I can. That's how I think about it. So whether that's me helping Rasheen Green and Demarcus Walker, Trey Gibson, giving them looks, or even getting out there myself, you know, I'm ready to help any in any which way I can. You know what I'm saying? It's just um, like just the starting thing. Obviously, everyone wants to be a starter in their career, but I just want to go out there and help build a culture to get, you know, our guys out there getting sacks. You know what I'm saying? At my uh, school, University of Houston, I don't know if you guys ever heard of SAC Ave. That's the moniker that I started for my school, and it came to fruition. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we turned that thing around. We was getting a whole bunch of sacks out there. But um, yeah, man, it's just like I said, just you know, it, it. I wouldn't call it selfish, but you know, I just I, I took a shot on myself, and I think it played off. I, I think I I think I'm a great defensive end, and it's just I got to show the Chicago Bears organization and the rest of the world that. Yeah, absolutely. And and when you watch the tape, it 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 shows off like that your your ability to do all the things you mentioned. You know, you got 13 and a half tackles for losses. That's that's a pretty damn good number. That's like, you know, close to 40% of your, your total tackles or tackles for losses. It means beyond just getting to the quarterback, you're living in the backfield. Um, the, the one thing I've noticed from you in, in watching your tape and, and a few of the interviews, beyond just the, the belief in yourself, it seems like you really take the time to watch film, see what, you know, what the linemen are doing, key up on things, and then use that stuff to really not only help yourself, but help your teammates. Cause you know, I've noticed, you know, you call out some things here and there and, and help the guys around you and, and you'll take on two people if, if that needs to be done. And uh, so is, is how big is film study for you? Do you plan to, to spend a lot of time in the, in the film room as uh, you know, you get more, more in depth uh, with the Chicago bears? Absolutely, 100%. This is another testament to my coach, uh, Brian Early. I think he'll be an NFL coach soon here. Uh, put a lot of guys in the NFL. Logan Hall, Derek Parrish, who just got drafted. Peyton Turner, who just went to the Saints about two, three years ago. Um, it's just he, he he tells it it starts with film. You know what I'm saying? If you guys had a bad game, you guys weren't studying, uh, studying enough and you guys weren't practicing hard enough. Because if, if I have everything down and know what sets and what personnel and what's going to come at me, you know, a week before, it shouldn't be that hard in the game. You know what I'm saying? Just and it, like I said, it's a testament to him. You know, it's everything that I pay attention to. I pay attention to the most little things. You know, I'm looking at a stance. Are you giving off a run stance? Are you getting off a light stance with the pass? I'm looking at the playcock. Is it five seconds left? You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the sticks. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the uh, quarterback's mannerism. I jump a lot of snaps because I look at that. And then, but the big one is just really like, recognizing formations you know what i'm saying if we got a you know what i'm saying 12 personnel you know one back two tight ends you know what i'm saying if the back is on the right and the uh, tight end is on the right you know i could get divide zone you know what i'm saying if they switch it i'm getting split zone you know what i'm saying it's only so many plays that you can run and if i have all those counted in my head i have a really good chance of you know what i'm saying knocking to some down or just knowing or letting my teammates hey this is the play they're gonna go with you know what i'm saying they might have a you know, a, a and B and then have like a one C timer thing. But, you know, we can adjust to that. You know what I'm saying? It's just um, I'm, I'm going to be in the film room a lot. You know what I'm saying? I, I pride myself all that. People tend to think, you know, oh, he's just, you know, great playmaker. No, I, I've studied a lot. You know what I'm saying? A lot of my plays aren't just off of, you know, like 
just sitting around, running around to I I'm diagnosing plays, you know what I'm saying? If you guys saw the big hit against um UTSA, we people saw. Are like, oh, how did you know that? I'm like, my coach ran that in practice like three times and I knew exactly what was coming. So, you know what I'm saying? That's just testament to him. Yeah, but I'm I'm gonna be spending a lot of time in the film room because I can always get better, learn from those um older guys. If shoot, even the young younger guys coming in, sorry about that. And just yeah, I'm I'm a sponge. I'm trying to soak up everything I can. Yeah, it's a, it's always interesting because when as kind of sets out when we were watching a lot of your stuff prior to the draft as well, kind of seeing which guys would fit the Bears defense. And the one thing I always liked about you is obviously the sacks are good, the tackles for loss are good, but when you listen to some of these coaches of what's the next step for some of these edge rushers moving in, it's not solely focusing on the quarterback, but actually attacking the football. And that's actually something that is very evident when you got some of your sacks that you're not just looking to tackle the quarterback. You're looking to get that football out and create turnovers because at the end of the day, it's great. You sack the quarterback, they can punt it away and you get the ball back. But if you're able to turn that football over, you can turn that into a quick seven points. And that's a, a really interesting kind of way to look at it. And it is one of those kind of, next step for a lot of people when they do move from the collegiate game to the nfl that it's such an important issue and what better way to have a guy like charles tailman come in and talk to you guys and be able to kind of what he was able to do with the peanut punch and, and stuff so is there something this off season that you're like this is something i want to work on that i want to improve that is going to show me that i'm able to beat out some of the these other guys and make this roster um yeah really like it's just obviously getting deep in my playbook and learning you know a, a wider spread of plays you know obviously that now that i'm in an nfl and then just um i'd say working on my counter moves you know what i'm saying in college obviously the nfl is the nfl for a reason it's the best of the best um let's not let's be honest everyone in college isn't great you know what i'm saying every team doesn't <laughs> yeah. have an elite top five prospect at tackle and just um i just you know i, I watch these guys i study these guys and just um they're relentless, you know what I'm saying? You could go to anybody, Von Miller, Khalil Mack, you know what I'm saying? Even back in the day, Julius Peppers, you know, one move don't work, I'm going to another. My third move don't work, I'm still going to keep coming with move after move after move. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? That's something that I really feel like I need to fix on. Um, I, I would kind of get stuck in one rush and be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do I do now? But um, just watching guys in the NFL, just they never stop. I have a motor, but just when it comes to, you know, watching these guys in the NFL, they, it, it just doesn't stop. One move, they just going to keep throwing them into their, like, you know, they're going to keep throwing them until they get to you. Some the, just really those things, two things for me. Yeah, it comes actually with a question that's in the chat here is what's your favorite pass rush move? So what is your kind of go-to first one? And then like you said, it's maybe getting that kind of second or third kind of move. What is it that you want to try and develop in this rookie year to kind of help yourself be more of that kind of relentless edge rusher that when that first move doesn't work, that you have more in your arsenal to go after the quarterback yeah um i would say my favorite move hmm. so I, I i'll go on it's kind of boring so my thing is the like a speed rush with a chop dip you know mm -hmm. how you see me running by guys with speed you know obviously my get off it starts with my get off that's how i think about it people tend to move after the ball is snapped i'm moving with the ball you know what I'm saying the center flinches the ball i'm taking off but i, I would say a, a probably speed rush chop dip in the NFL, I'm not going to lie because, you know, that I don't know if it will work all the time, but I, I'm going to try and transition to uh, my speed to power move, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I know a lot of guys going to try and sit on the uh, speed, you know what I'm saying, just kind of 
grab you. You know, I'm a bigger defensive end, so I, I'm going to change it, though. Let me not say that out loud. Uh, let me throw the cut that out. I don't want NFL teams seeing that, but you know, favorite move coming into the uh, uh, college was, was speed, chop dip. Yeah, look, it, I, I guess one of the other things is when you look at this, this is the beginning of this offseason program. It's a it's a long way. Like, obviously, all you guys that are kind of coming in here, it's a weird process, right? Like, you're essentially training for, like, the Olympics, right, when it comes to the draft, and then having to get straight back into football just a few days later. And then for you, obviously, that kind of wait after the draft to know where you're going to be going. So what is it with your first rookie mini camp kind of done what was that experience like especially going in like not being like guaranteed to have a contract at the end of it how was that for you how did you is there anything that you kind of took away from it obviously you, you were able to impress the coaches and able to impress the front office but what was that experience like um like i keep saying just um Motions all over the place was driving me kind of crazy going in there. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, football is football. You know what I'm saying? Not in a cocky way. I feel like I belong from every guy that went in the draft. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm better, but I, I'm a very capable player. You know what I'm saying? And I just had to keep telling myself, you know, it's it's over with. You know, draft over. I didn't get drafted. I'm not going to sit here and feel sorry for myself and weep about it. You know what I'm saying? I can go make the most of my opportunity or be one of those guys who thought, you know, who's saying, oh, you know, I felt some type of way and couldn't get out of my feelings and let it squander, you know what I'm saying, and was feeling some type of way that they didn't draft me. And just like, you know what I'm saying, just uh, it, you know what I'm saying, whether I got signed or not, I was going to give it my all, you know what I'm saying, and that's what I did, you know what I'm saying. I got a child to feed, you know what I'm saying. I have a child that's back here sleeping. And um, I, I was going to go out there and give everything I had, you know what I'm saying. Whether they pick me up now or later, I, I was going to give them that that thought in the back of their mind, like we may not get them now, but this is someone to look out for in the future and just um. Just, you know, make the most of the opportunity. Being with those guys, Zach Pickens and um, G, you know, so I'm just looking at these like these are, you know, elite guys who are drafted high. Like, OK, let me turn it up a notch just like them and practice. And just, uh, yeah, man, just had to give him my all. Was there anybody that kind of came in that you looked at and you looked at how they kind of played? There's obviously a lot of people that are kind of focusing in on the defensive line. Is there anybody that when you got to see them in practice, you're, like you said, those guys that did get picked in the second and third round that it actually does help you and maybe some of the other UDFAs be like, we got to get up to that level because that's where they were. And that kind of, I guess, puts fuel to the fire, right? Like you said before that coming in as a tryout guy, it doesn't really matter now because you're all at the same point, right? Like if you're drafted or if you're a tryout guy, if you perform better than somebody that was drafted, you can make this team. We saw that with, the Bears last year. It was four UDFAs that made the 53-man roster. And you you mentioned kind of before we came on, Jack Sanborn and Bears fans love him, <laughs> love him right now. And that's the thing that's that's always interesting with this fan base. They get behind somebody that is kind of incorporates themselves into being that kind of hard worker and trying to improve all the time. So again, what was that like kind of seeing some of those guys and being like, this is the level that I need to get to? Uh, just to real, I'm like, uh, Darnell Wright, monster. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I said, those guys, um, I don't, like, you know, he wants some, I want some, obviously, in camp. Um, but just to see, like, that's that mammoth of a man move like that, it's just like, I'm like, okay, I see why he was one of the highest guys <laughs> to go in the trap. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, you know, like obviously the difference, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, you know, power five to group of five, you know what I'm saying? They're a little bit bigger, but just, you know, the work ethic I seen, you know, I, I was looking over there peeping them. Let's be honest. Um, and I'm just seeing like everything he do is a hundred percent attacking it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Doesn't look tired in camp, coming his full speed, you know, 100% every time. And I'm just thinking, you know what? That is why he went as high as he did. And I have to show that same thing, you know. And I, I seen an interview. He said, I'm still trying to make it. He said, yes, I got drafted, but, you know, I still got to make it through camp too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I thought, wow, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, we're in the same boat, you know. He was drafted, you know, uh, ninth overall. I went undrafted, but it's just his mindset is like, he wasn't drafted, you know, that, that's just something that I, you know, I watched from him and just, uh, yeah, man, just, just watching those guys. Like, like I said, G and Dexter though, I mean, uh, G and uh, Pickens though, those guys are working. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, we doing get off drills. I'm just like, damn, these motherfuckers keeping up with me and then <laughs> got 30 pounds on me. So I'm like, let me turn it up a notch and let me get away from them real quick. But, um, just those type of guys, you know what I'm saying? It's just, their, their work ethic is crazy, you know what I'm saying? And I, I think that's what uh, separate, you know, I just seeing them, I, I had to turn it up a notch, not to say that my work ethic isn't good. I just like, man, like I have to keep up. This is an everyday thing and they're going to bring it, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you know what I'm saying? They're here to take jobs and I'm trying to care. I'm here trying to get a job, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And look, before we let you go, there was a question that shot that we would like that I'm going to ask you as well, because I think a lot of people always ask this when it comes to some of the edge rushers that get drafted and who is the quarterback that if you make that 53 man roster that you want to go and you want to sack, there's the one guy that is it. I know a lot of bears fans are going to be like, just say the Packers quarterback, just say the lions <laughs> quarterback. But is there somebody within this first year, second year that you're like, I'd love to get him down. Um, so obviously we gonna say Jordan Love, you know. Obviously, yeah. yeah, we gonna go with that one. But um, personal vendetta for me, you know, not really bad, but Justin Herbert. Oh, okay. I'm nice. from Los Angeles, you know. what I'm saying I'm back in their backyard, you know. I, I'm cool where I'm at. I love. I'm a love Chicago. I'm a bleed them, but bleed for them. But Justin Herbert, you know, they Matt Stafford and Justin Herbert, you know. I'm a LA kid, so I, I got a lot of I got I got a problem with that. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in your backyard. So, yeah. Just know, just know that every time you sack Jared Goff this season, I'm gonna be cheering extra, extra hard. So keep that, keep that in mind. Yes, sir. Seth Seth has his personal vendetta against the Lions. So yeah. But look, DeAnthony, we are delighted to have you on the show. We're delighted that you are a Chicago Bear, and we can't wait to kind of see how this offseason goes because we can't wait to see you at Soldier Field being able to sack those quarterbacks. Sacking Jordan Love, sacking Jared Goff, and when we get to play against the guys like Herbert or Stafford, that you're out there and you're getting to do exactly what you want to do as well, and being an edge rusher for the Chicago Bears, and we couldn't be more happier for you. Got it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I can't wait to put on, you know, that blue and orange just, and just ride for you guys. I'm telling you one thing, I'm going to give my 100% out there. So, yeah. thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for joining the show today, D'Anthony. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thanks a lot, Anthony. It's great talking to you. Nice thank talking you. to you guys too. Like he's a great dude. We look before we finish up on the show here today. Look, we will be back on in probably I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes, because we're gonna do a bit of a show on on the schedule today, and we're gonna do that in a separate stream. 
just to kind of focus on that. But just to go back on this, before even knowing that DeAnthony was going to be coming on the show, said we were discussing this because last year you kind of picked out one UDFA guy yep. that you wanted to kind of profile and see could they make it. And that UDFA guy was Jack Sanborn. And we were kind of discussing this offline, being like, oh, who's going to be the guy this year? Who's going to be the guy that we can kind of look into and he's going to be someone that can, one, make the roster, but two, maybe not start at the beginning. But like he said, he's not like he's not one of these guys that's like a UDFA or tryout that is thinking he's going to come in and start straight away. What he's saying is he wants to help the team. He wants yeah. to contribute. He wants to be that guy. And look, the reason I wanted to bring up the story about the Juco side of things is he has experience that if he needs to go back into coverage, he's done that before. He's played, he's played inside. He's played outside. Versatility is very, very important. He's a big guy, but can move again. Another thing that can be important on special teams, but he was a guy that we kind of spoke about was if he gets signed he could get further on this roster than some of the initial UDFAs that got signed to this team. And oh, yeah. uh, when I saw that, when I saw that he got signed after rookie camp, I'm like, that's going to be an interesting one. Cause everybody was focused. Who's going to be the edge rusher. Oh, they're not signing any edge rushers in UDFA. Bring this guy in a tryout. And look, I've spoken to, like we had the guys at NBC sports Chicago yesterday. I've spoken to other people around it. He was very impressive at rookie camp there's a reason yeah. he got signed and well, and he, reason, he was yeah. like when, when we were talking in, before about you know because last year i looked through all the udfas and kind of found one to profile he's one that i will be profiling again i'm going to continue to you know try to pick one udfa and focus on but we were talking in the group chat it was like kind of we were all talking about udfas he was like the first one i was like this is going to be a guy to keep an eye on because he's just he's got all the things but beyond that the character like yeah, who's enjoyable to talk to you can tell he loves the game you can tell he loves the film room he's doing it the right way and his stats back it up like when you got nine forced fumbles when 40 percent of your tackles are tackles for losses and you're, you're putting up sack production in a in a in a role like that where they are rotating in and out like it's cool to see all those things line up obviously it didn't line up enough over the course of the season for him you know to get drafted but hey that works for us um but yeah no he's he's gonna be a fun guy i'm really pulling for him I've, you know i've got uh, an article coming out uh on his kind of profile so so keep an eye for that one but yeah he's just he's got all the tools and came into a perfect situation because if he shows out you know we we know what this this co uh, coaching staff and office think about these dms like you know, if he shows up and shows out, regardless no, he, of his height, you know, he's going to no, earn he some reminds scraps. me of. He reminds me of the – it's kind of like the opposite way because this guy came in as an edge rusher and became a three-tech. But Roy Robertson-Harris coming in where he kind of was a little bit later to the party. Like we saw, look, if if DeAnthony didn't have to go through the hard route of going through Juco, then going to – college with everything with the like the COVID season helped him because he got that extra year to be able to get more snaps and kind of that last year like that's the reason why he wasn't drafted he didn't have that large profile of kind of productivity what like he said he wasn't even a starter he wasn't a starter and he got eight sacks this past year seven sacks the year before 
you mentioned that most of his tackles 40 around 40% were TFLs. Like this is a guy that he's not going to be close to the finished article, but it's, it's good that he's noticing some of these guys. He's noticing Zach Hickens, what Dexter's doing. And at the end of the day, he was able to impress enough to get on the roster. And now we always say this, once you get to this point, once you get to this 90 man roster, they're all the same, mm-hmm. right? You're all there. And at the end of the day, the bears aren't going to cut a guy that plays better than somebody else. Like, Let's just say it gets to the last preseason game and they see, I don't know, Travis Gibson or something that isn't pulling his weight. No, it could be any player, right, at that position that's not pulling their weight and not being productive and not putting in the work. And yet if he's over here doing that and he's able to create kind of mismatches, he's able to create pressures, like he's going to get kept. Even if it's like early on the season, like the fact that he's like realistically – other teams are only going to see preseason games of his and the fact that he was a tryout guy and all that probably goes to the Bears' advantage to where if he's productive in camp where nobody except for the Bears get to see it, you could have him on the practice squad and then in a couple of weeks into the season that he gets to come that he gets to come out. And that is one of the interesting ones here. And yeah, look, this is a this is a comment here I wanted to just mention. So Roy Robertson Harris definitely was from a smaller school. Yeah. Um, but he was a physical freak. He was, but he was raw. And that's where the point mm-hmm. comes from. And to a certain extent, DeAnthony Jones, his speed and power in terms of his speed and his body type, like that's where it's, it's different with him. And what I like about him is that even just talking to him for a few minutes today, you can tell that he's an intelligent football player, and that's what I look for. We mentioned this back in the when we were talking about Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. Who should the Bears take at number one? I've always been like, you need to look at guys that, like, what is how intelligent in terms of football players are they? Like, I always hear kind of some of these elite defensive linemen saying, don't go anywhere too fast because if you go somewhere too fast, you miss out what's happening on the play. The fact that he's talking about you. He mentions the big hit against UTSA and he says, the reason is I knew exactly what was happening. That's the reason I was able to make that play. It's not that I just made it on the day. It's like, I knew exactly what was coming. I was ready for it. So it was easy to do. And you guys like him are going to have to be able to do that because look, we can say all we want that everybody has the same chances. But when you come in as a tryout guy, you're doing it the hard way. Mm-hmm. but we've seen guys do it and we've seen guys that last year we did not expect to make the roster right like who thought what was it was it jake tonge that made the 53 man roster last year and um, kind of tight end slash fullback guy like nobody thought he was going to be making the roster but he did right you chase allen as well right he was another tight end that made the roster there's always one or two that you're like, hmm, interesting. Didn't expect that. And it's usually at positions where there's not a lot of depth there right now. And he's at a position where there's not a lot of depth right now. Like there's Travis Gibson. There's obviously you mentioned Rasheem Green. There's Demarcus Walker and there's Dominic Robinson. Like there's not a lot after them. And obviously the Bears could sign somebody, but until they do, he has an opportunity to kind of show the coaching staff that he belongs and he belongs on this roster. And look, 
you could tell from just the interview here, he was really down to earth, but he knows his stuff and very, very interesting guy. And I, I hope he's able to kind of come back here and I hope that he's going to be able to make this team because look, those are the type of guys you want to root for. For sure. Yeah. But what what a what a great interview. And I really enjoy talking to him because he does have that personality and attitude that he's confident, but he, he's not cocky. And as Seth mentioned, stats earlier on, like he is talking about stats, he's backed it up everything he said. And he just has that kind of attitude that you think an Eberflus would like. And then obviously you see him on, on the field and he has that great get off and he, he has that motor, he doesn't stop. And for me, I think this is, he mentioned earlier, diamond in the rough. <laughs> we were talking offline. He is that gem that I think the Bears may have found. Now, look, we don't obviously jump too far ahead. We have a lot of time to go before the season. But he really does look like a player who maybe slipped through the gaps there a little bit. And uh, the Bears could really benefit from this if he kind of develops as he goes on. And then, look, we, we've all mentioned it. This Bears team will give these guys a chance. He said it here on, you know, if somebody's not playing well, even if they were, you know, drafted later on or earlier on, or, you know, if they've been kind of there for a few years now, you know, we know that Poles is starting from fresh. He's building from the bottom up. This is a very young team and they're not afraid. Even Braxton Jones at left tackle, who thought a fifth round draft pick was going to go in at left tackle and play every snap. You know, we, we probably weren't guessing that. So I think it's it's a great opportunity for him as a player. He seems to have the right attitude to really want to grasp that opportunity, and I, I can't wait to see. I really I'm I'm really pulling for him now because I really enjoy talking to him. Even offline before we started the interview, he was a really good guy chatting away. It was, you know, he just he's the kind of player I want to see on the Chicago Bears, and he has that kind of confidence I want to see in a pass rusher. You know, who knows what he can do and, and knows where he needs to get better. But yeah, I love it. I think he I think he. That hits philosophy of, of Eberflus. I think he, he fits in with that perfectly. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be exciting. It really is. I can't wait to see what he can do now as we get into training camp and kind of move on from there. Very- yeah, and it, it's, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm super pumped. Uh, like I love when guys gush about being a film room guy because that's the difference. I'm like, and I'm going to preface by saying we're not at the point to call him like, you know, an elite or great pass rusher, but that's the difference between a good pass rusher and an elite pass rusher. All those guys, even though, you know, that are leading the league in sacks, yes, they have great, you know, physical abilities to get things done, but every single one of them, if you talk to, they know, all right, when the, you know, when the left tackles leaning a little bit this way with his hand here and like, when the left and the, the left guards doing this, I know exactly what's coming. And that's why they're able to win those battles more often than not, because it is best versus best in a lot of those situations and being heavy into the film room and taking pride in being in the film room is exactly what you want because the physical talent's only going to take you so far. You know, we talked yesterday about, you know, there's these workout warriors who have ridiculous measurables, but can't put it together. It happens every year, especially for defensive ends. The guys that really like latch on and are those constant contributors, those six to you know eight sack a year type guys are the film study guys who have enough physical ability to get it done. And this guy is going to get into an NFL weight room with a quality strength and conditioning staff. He's going to lean out a little bit, get stronger, not too much because there's only so much you can do, you know, in your first season, but they're going to get him right and get him moving. And he's got the ability to contribute. And that's impressive for, you know, a UDFA guy. And I'm, I'm really excited when a guy can come in there like that 
have the the right mentality, the stats to back it up, <laughs> and that is very true. <laughs> Definitely, we can't play worse than how he played last year. Um, but it's it's nice to see those things, and and uh, you know it, it makes it really easy to root for guys like that. And uh, you know he'll guys like that endear themselves to coaching staffs too. You know, they, they know exactly what they're getting from him because he's going to be in the film room. He's going to be in the weight room. He's going to be busting his butt on the field. And those are the guys, especially with front office and coaching staffs like this are going to reward that type of effort. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it's, it's going to be interesting, but look, it's also just great that he was able to join the show today. Again, we're, we're working on getting some, some other, Bears players to come on the show over the next couple of weeks. Now it, it, we're kind of talking to a couple of them to see if schedules can work out. Cause obviously it's a very busy off season, right? Like they're, they have about 10 days off here before they're back in for OTAs. They finish OTAs and then it's only a couple of weeks till kind of mini camp. And then after that, they go straight into training camp and then the season's kind of going ahead. So look we will be working on this. We're working on trying to get some of the coaches in as well to be able to talk to you guys and be able to kind of take some of your questions because what I liked about this one is he was the the last guy that was signed for this team and it was a nice way to just kind of welcome him to the fan base. And that's what I think is really good. But look, guys, we will be live in just 20 minutes over on our other stream on YouTube because we're going to be talking about the schedule um, that's coming out today. Again, it's there. It's not completely filled in yet, but again, we're going to be kind of giving our opinion on, on some of the things that have been leaking out, what we think the, is a realistic kind of win for the Bears. So look, what I, what I want you guys to do is make sure that you head over there, make sure that you join us for that, because we'll, we'll be live for about 30 or 40 minutes kind of talking through the schedule just to be able to see kind of where we see this team. Because, like, last year it was way different at this time of the year, right? Like, at this time of the year, it was 12 months ago. I remember kind of doing that show and kind of in jest saying, like, oh, the Bears will win this game. Bears will win this game. But with reality kind of knowing that, like, these are going to be tough. Like, this team is not ready to compete. But I think it's a little bit different this year. So, what I'm going to do, guys, is I'm going to put in the, the live stream in the chat. So, again, we will be live over there in just about 20 minutes' time. Um, so, uh, well, yeah, so I've just I've just put it in there. So I really appreciate that. Um, but, look, we will be live in just a couple of minutes. Again, we want to get everything together, make sure that we haven't missed any of the rumors while we've been talking to DeAnthony, or DeAnthony Jones. So, look, we appreciate everybody that's joined us here today. Um, again, hopefully you'll be able to get more of these guys for you to be able to kind of ask them questions as well. We appreciate everybody in the comments. Please like the video, please subscribe. And until next time, all we can say is bear down, bear down, bear down.